Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to episode 32 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. It's the week that we start the season, so we are literally three days away now from football being back with the Chiefs hosting the Texans. And today's episode, we're going to break down some of the training camp news, but we're also going to have some betting uh, advice, uh, particularly on the spread of the games this week. And we're all going to actually predict who we think um, is going to win on the spread and have a running competition across the season. Um, so just spice things up a little bit and a bit of bragging rights as to who has the most superior knowledge when it comes to uh, the NFL spread betting. So with me to break it all down, first of all, I have Paul. Evening, guys. Evening, Paul. And we have Chiggs. Giddy up. <laughs> hey, Chiggs. Mo's unable to join this week. Unfortunately, he had a bit of a clash um, with some personal commitments, but Mo has contributed to the uh, pick. So we'll be running through all of our picks uh, and jotting those down. So first of all, guys, training camp last week, largely focused on Leonard Fournette. He's found a new home. Chiggs, I think you called it right. You predicted the Bucks of all the teams. So kudos to you on that. Um, Paul, I know you own Vaughn. Chiggs, I know you were, you were once upon a time high on Vaughn. They didn't release Shady. The, the, the guy who sort of was let go was Ogun Buwale in all of this. So being where we are now, Chiggs, you own Fournette. I think you mentioned that in, in the IDP League. How are you feeling about Fournette at the Bucks? Yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a messy backfield. You know, it's, it's a good landing spot in terms of um, as a backfield. If he obviously takes the lead role there, then it should be very productive. But they've still come out and named Ronald Jones the starter, and you know, theoretically, it's his job to lose. Um, I think talent-wise, obviously, Fournette's far more talented than you know, the other guys there. So, yeah, so I'm hoping his talent will sort of come through and he ends up taking the lead role there. Um, you know, I think obviously Tom Brady trusts his running back a lot, you know, uses, he really utilises him. And I think Fournette obviously shown he can catch the ball and he can pass protect. And, you know, he's obviously an aggressive downfield runner. So, yeah, def- definitely a, a bit of a messy backfield. But if you own him, you know, you just got to hope that he ends up taking the uh, the starting gig there and, you know, it could pay, pay dividends. And they've obviously kept Shady as well. So do you think Vaughn has much of a role? I mean, they invested a second round pick on him. So it wasn't wasn't like, you know, it was a late round or a free agent or anything. Yeah, it's it's um obviously you'd expect Shady to be their sort of probably primary pass catching back, especially after they released Ogun Bawale. I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn has much of a role this year. It almost feels like, you know, he's got a bit of work to do, a bit like Ronald Jones did, you know, he was obviously taken with quite a high draft pick by them as well. So, you know, he maybe maybe he's gonna need a bit of time to learn the system and you know, they're they're clearly in win now mode, you know, with obviously Brady and Gronk and stuff there. So they're going for it. So the Fournette signing makes a lot of sense, obviously on the one year deal. Um experience back obviously got the draft pedigree as well so you know if, if you're a Keyshawn Vaughn owner I know you know I've definitely called him in a lot but I wouldn't be cutting him by any means you know this is much more of a stash now and the longer term to see how he develops well, so that was going to be my next question Paul I think you drafted him in our keeper league I've got him in a couple of leagues unfortunately yeah so where it's a season long or a keeper league are you still holding him or are you gonna drop him um Opportunistic, really. I will probably keep him. The whole point was I wanted to take him quite late. Uh, when I took him in that, it was already a little bit. It, it wasn't a shock that he was. Um, it, that's right. There wasn't the expectation or the hype about him, so I got him in thinking the twelfth. Um, right. Okay. So you know, I've kind of done that for a hope that he actually gets the opportunity to. I, you know, it's a shame with Fournot being uh, signed as well because it's going to make him. He's going to make his, his opportunities even lower, I think. I don't know. I, I, I suspect he might not be worth keeping. All, all I'll do is if I've got no one else worth, keep, worth keeping, I'll keep him in the 12th for a kind of pump for next year, quite honestly. Yeah, it's really it's made things really messy there, even that receiver with all the tight ends they've got. So, 
I, I think Fournette will be, um, will, will be the guy there, like instantaneously, personally, or, or almost instantaneously. If you're doing DFS and you had to pick Fournette or Ronald Jones, are you going Fournette in week one then? Yeah. And Chiggs? Oh, week two I am. Sorry, week two I am. Yes, what yes, about week yes. one? I think week one I'd be starting with Ronald Jones. If I had to, I'd be taking Ronald Jones in week one. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, as you say, as you say, over the as the season kind of progresses, you put it this way: if you if Ronald Jones does well, then it's obviously great for them, and he'll keep the gig. But you know, he's got Fournette breathing down his neck, so the first first opportunity he makes a mistake, you know, there's no there's not going to be any sort of grace there, right? You've got a, a top tier back there. Hmm. You know, yeah. I I think I'd, I'd still take the Fournette over Jones actually for for week one as a as a bet. I'm not not suggesting a bet, well, but I've, I've got the dilemma now. Well, I've got the dilemma as to whether I actually start Fournette in the leagues I own him, and I just don't know if I can. Bruce Arians, we, we know he's got a history of sort of fibbing and uh, swerving the media, uh, you know, with <laughs> wrong info, particularly when it comes to RBs, but. That said, I'm not sure I can start Fournette in week one, and I may need to look at, you know, one of my bench players like a Philip Lindsay instead. I, I, I think Fournette over Lindsay. Yeah. See, I'd be starting Lindsay there. I, I just, as you say, I don't. This is a wait and see with Fournette, right? Like, I think we, he's only just signed. But it's not like Lindsay's a starter either. I think Lindsay will get carries though, right? I think he's okay. going to get more carries than people probably put him down for especially you know he knows the system you know he's proved himself there I know they probably called on him a little bit but again Melvin Gordon's not you know can't always stay healthy I think I think they're going to they're gonna use them both I think he'd be re- I think he'd be healthy for week one if you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah I know, look I think Gordon's a starter I mean Anna you're probably more in tune with this but you expect Gordon to take the majority of the reps but yeah Gordon will definitely start. He'll get this, you know, opening snap. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't. And then Lindsay, um, yeah, it'll be more of a split. I think I can see them. I can see four. Sorry, Gordon getting around fifteen to twenty um, carries. Lindsay sort of getting ten to fifteen at most carries. So I definitely see Gordon having at least five more carries than Lindsay does. Maybe even more. I mean, what I would say the other fifth point to know is both both of those scenarios, they've both got tough defences, right? Broncos got the Titans and um Bucks have got the Saints. So yeah. even if you even if you had Fournette there, I wouldn't necessarily be itching to start him against the Saints. No, I agree. Some two intriguing games there. Mm. Um so the next one, bit of a surprise. Well, two two surprises. One that the football team released Adrian Peterson after the other releases they've had, and two that he then joined the Lions. Now, as a as a Swift owner in many leagues, and also a carry on and Swift owner in um, one of our dynasty leagues, I thought I was solid to have one of the starters there, and then they signed Peterson, who sort of muddied the waters. My personal feeling there is that Peterson leads the team in carries early on. Um, I think they've got concerns with carry-on. I wouldn't even be surprised if they're trying to trade carry-on to somebody at the moment. But uh, just that worry comes from recent history and Probably the injuries. You never know what's going to happen in this league. Right. So if, again, if you had to pick carry-on or um, AP, I think Swift hasn't really practiced much. I'm not expecting much in week one, but... If you had to pick carry on or AP, who are you going in week one? Again, I think again, carry on for me, just like at the start, purely because so close, right? Yeah, like he as into the season. Yeah, the season's about to start. You know, carry on's been there a while. The experience knows again, knows the playbook and stuff. Worked with the coaching staff. I think it's a, I think it's a great move by both teams. To be fair, um, you know, Washington, they're 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 not in a win now mode. They're clearly in rebuild, so do you need to be playing a 35-year-old Hall of Famer for you know week in week out? You're not, he's not going to get you anything, so you might as well go and see what you've got in the young guys in, in Gibson and um, Bryce Love. 
you know um the lions now got an experienced guy that can take a lot of that early down work especially you know split the work with carry on to sort of protect him from injury i i can see them keeping all three right and then you know peterson projects to sort of take touches away from carry on and they kind of mix and match a bit so you know he's not getting that same level of workload so he doesn't break down which is good for owners of carry on because he'll probably be healthier for longer but he's going to see his you know his um his snaps uh reduced yeah uh, i think i'd think i'd probably still trust carry on if i had to pick one but not good news if you're a carry on or a swift owner um, mm. particularly in season long leagues um Right, the next one then. Everyone thought with Fournette being released, Raquel Armstead was the guy. Similar build, similar running style, I think it's been said. And then he's been placed on COVID IR for a second week running. And I think uh, just uh, earlier today, in fact, the coaching staff, Doug Marone, said he thinks it'll be a while before Armstead plays. Now, I think the favourite in terms of most snaps will probably be Chris Thompson. But we all know Chris Thompson is more of a third down specialist. So then that comes down to Divine Zigbo, who was on the Saints and is now with the Jags, and then James Robinson. So it looks like from what I'm reading, Zigbo is going to be sort of their first two down back in the majority of the cases. Is that a player you'd be targeting in maybe something like DFS, Paul? Or are you just staying away from the Jags? Just staying well away. Right, so okay, Jigs. Chris Thompson all over that in DFS. Especially right. if it's PPR. PPR, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the concern, as you say, with him is in season-long leagues with the injury, there's mm. injury concerns, but you'll see him play, you know, for spells of six, seven games where, you know, he can look explosive and, you know, especially the pass catching back, you know, like he's one of the best there is, right, in the league. So... In DFS, I mean, I don't know what his price is going to be, but definitely, I think you probably get some good value there with, with the yeah, situation. Sorry? I think what I like about Chris Thompson is not not only his pass-catching ability, but he's also one of the best at reading the blitz and you know getting his body in the way and protecting the QB. So I think that's a good good move by the Jags. Um, and we saw last year you know, just how much Fournette was targeted in the passing game a player you don't historically think of as a a pass catching back so Minshew obviously was looking for those short passes quite often so yeah I agree Chris Thompson is a DFS target for me personally the other well, the other thing there is obviously Robinson you know probably not the start of the season but if he's available on people's waiver wires absolutely go and snap him up because yeah. you can see there's a, there's a path for him to take that you know it's not going to be super productive, but if you can get a guy off waivers that can be a weekly starter for your team, that's yeah, you're in the money straight away. So, yep, absolutely. Um, they haven't cut um, what's his name? Uh, Armstead, have they? No, no, no. He's just on COVID. So, IR. COVID yeah, yes, so he's, he's going to be... be back next week, I think. Sorry, as in he's only got one more week after, so he'll be back by week two, right? In theory, he could. It's just that today, Doug, uh, Doug Marone said that he thinks it's going to be a while before he's back. So that, okay. if, he, if he is um, dealing with some of the more severe symptoms, then it could be that, you know, they expect him to miss more than just two or three weeks. Yeah, fair enough. As the COVID may stay. Um, Golden Tate, still not practicing and no, he's a bit of a PPR target for many people. Um I mean, week one, you probably wouldn't have fancied him anyway. He's up against the Steelers and all of their um, not only defensive line talent, but also their uh, linebacking core. Uh, you know, they've got one of the best in the league and I think generally ranked as a top three defense in DST as well, uh, the Steelers. So Golden Tate, is that a player you're holding on to for later in the year? You think he'll still come off PPR value? He normally has, but... You know, he's obviously a bit older. Chig's thoughts on Golden Tate? Mm, not for me. I'm. I just don't see enough um, of an opportunity there. You know, they've obviously got Darius Slayton, who, who looked good last year. Still think for me, the guy that's underrated in that offense is uh, Sterling Shepherd. 
I think you know he's probably the one that can elevate himself to be the the main guy. Um, obviously, Evan Engram gets his share, so I just don't see there being and obviously Saquon in the passing game as well. So I just feel like Tate with his injuries as well probably feels like the odd man out. Mm. Um, you know, I think there's better value for me in that sort of region of the draft. I'd be going for guys like Randall Cobb, who I think you know has got more opportunity to get that volume in PPR and stuff. Um, yeah, so takes a guy, I'd, if, if I had him, I wouldn't be holding on to him. Mm. Uh, I, I did think he'd bring good PPR value, but yeah, if he's not quite ready yet, you know, I don't know. And, and the Giants have got a tough schedule, actually. I think the first five, six games yeah. are pretty tough. I know I was looking at that when... When I took sort of Daniel Jones, I thought, wow, you know, okay, I've got Daniel Jones, but he's got a pretty tough schedule, all things considered. So, mm-hmm. yeah, probably um, going off Tate as well. Uh, next one is an IDP player. A bit of a surprise to me as a Broncos fan, um, but kind of get it from a cap perspective. And I know, um, you know, team have made some moves. So linebacker Todd Davis, he was a bit of a stud for IDP purposes last year he was released Broncos have saved four and a half million in the cap I know when we did our IDP primer I was hyping up uh, AJ Johnson Alexander Johnson but I think that if you are still drafting an ADP or if by some miracle Johnson's on your waivers then definitely snap him up I think he's going to be the guy this year under the Fangio system Um, no we've also got Mark Barron there Joe Jones uh, and Austin Calitro, I think Josie Jewell as well. So I think outside of Johnson, I'm not sure if I'd want to trust any of the other guys as a sort of most down starter, somebody I can rely on for IDP purposes. But um, Chiggs, Paul, do you have any shares of Todd Davis? Are you Any hopeful landing spots for him? Got pleasant, pleasant change. I thought I did, but I managed to miss him, even though I wanted to draft him. So I've, I've luckily not got him anywhere. Yeah, same. You know, you know, Todd Davis is like Mr. Steady Eddie, right? He's just very consistent point yeah. scorer. So, as I say, was, for me, it was a bit of a surprise, but obviously with the cap issues and stuff, um, and obviously brings good value for AJ Johnson. You know, you've been talking him up quite a bit this off season. So, yeah, um, feels like the Lions for me would be a good fit for Davis. You know, they're a little bit light. I've seen the linebacking core and the Eagles as well. You know, just in terms of experience, they could really do with, um, you know, like an an elite linebacker talent there, you know, for the experience. Yeah, two two very good landing spots. I could see, the. uh, I think Eagles have had cap issues, haven't they? So it's whether they can, you know, um, find the money. But that would be a good fit and definitely... um, help them from a DST perspective as well, mm-hmm. the Eagles. Uh, okay, Damien Harris, um, I think it was expected to be missing week one. He's still not back to practice. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Sony Michelle and James White for all intents and purposes in the first week, maybe even the first few weeks. Any of those players that you've, um, you know, you'd be looking to start? I think I James, James White. White. James White, yeah. In PPR leagues, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, you know, if if, if you've got you know, like Leonard Fournette and you know, you took Sony Sony Michelle with a late round pick, you know, I'll, I'd even be, like I said, I'd be tempted to start Michelle there, you know, over mm. Fournette. I've been I've been saying um, I think Michelle's in for a bounce back season. I know camp wise, Harry stole all the sort of plaudits it seems, but I still think. Uh, Michelle could be a low-end RB2, high-end white RB3 this year, and he's being drafted later than that, as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I, li- I like Michelle. I picked I think him up he'll... in a couple of drafts. Was that, sorry, Paul? I picked him up in a couple of drafts as well. Yeah, yeah. I've got I a few shares of Michelle. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the value you're getting from him where you're getting him in drafts, it's, you know, as you say, you're not drafting him to be a, a, white, a running back one, right? You're getting him up running back four sort of value, and he should mm. return you. Low end RB two, RB three numbers, decent yeah. enough, you know. I think there's good value there. Um, right, next one was a bit of a surprise. Lynn Bowden was traded by the Raiders to the Dolphins. 
it was rumored at the draft both teams are interested in him. And in fact, the, it was sort of a Bowden and a six for a fourth. And that was the fourth that the um, Dolphins originally gave the Raiders. So all, all a bit muddled up there. Um, so what, what was that trade again? So Lynn, Lynn Bowden Jr., who yeah. the Raiders drafted, I think, in the third or fourth round, they gave him and uh, a sixth for a fourth round pick in return from the Dolphins for next year. Um, so Dolphins have got you know, sort of the guy I think they were rumoured to be interested in. Reports out of camp weren't very positive. You know, it seemed like Bowden didn't really um, make the mark that they were expecting. He was a wide receiver that they drafted to try and play as a sort of hybrid receiver slash running back. It's always hard for those players to sort of translate. But is that a player you're interested in for dynasty purposes, Cheeks, or are you just sort of keeping away? Yeah, I think, you know, he's not going to be an exciting guy, but a guy definitely to to stash and keep an eye on, right? He's clearly got something that both these teams see in him that he can be quite a versatile player. Um, you know, the fact that they've gone and traded for him as well. He obviously didn't show what he what the Raiders sort of invested in for him, but yeah, definitely, um, definitely someone I'd stash in, in a dynasty yeah. league for sure. And one thing I'd say is, got to remember, Jordan Howard and uh, Matt Breeder have both got their fair share of injury history. So exactly. I yeah. can see a path to touches, at least, yeah. with Bowden. So if you if you can get him for cheap in a dynasty league, you know, like if you think you're going to be a late third or maybe even a early to mid fourth, I think it's worth investing in that for Bowden if you can find somebody to to sell him to you. Uh, you the one thing... Do you think the Dolphins are like, still having him as a utility player or as a wide receiver? To be seen, because as, as wide receiver, they've got Devontae Parker and Preston Williams as yeah. the sort of main two guys. But, you know, we're seeing a few more of these hybrid-type players making it into the NFL. I mean, for all intents and purposes, Antonio Gibson was seen as a hybrid running back slash tight end. Now, it looks like he's going to be the guy at the football team so um there's also Taysom Hill of course you know there's a few of these sort the of other players he's like um Cordero Patterson right he was drafted yeah. in the first round as a wide receiver yeah and then was on punt return GTs and stuff like that and now he's being projected to potentially start as the running back in week one for the Bears <laughs> yeah so, some fantasy sites actually have him as a running back you know, right. so it's the crazy. it's the crazy thing, and that that's why I like Bowden in Dynasty as a stash. Definitely not in season yeah. long. Season long, no interest. But. Yeah, and it's just one of these. If you lose out to somebody else on the waivers when it's his opportunity, then so be it. But unless you've got a weak bench, then I wouldn't be stashing Lynn Bowden. Yeah. Um, next player, Devonta Freeman, um, still a free agent. He's visited with the Jags, didn't come out of that with a contract, it seems. you think he'll get snapped up before the start of the season? Or do you think he's waiting for an injury before somebody goes for I think, him? I think it's going to oh, be an injury. Injury? Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, it will be a case of a team that, that loses someone and needs help from an experienced vet. That's when they'll come in for Devonta Freeman. You know, I can't see any sort of natural fits for him right now. I don't see why the Jags would would um, pick him up now either. They're clearly not in. Uh, they're clearly in rebuild mode. Probably mm. going for Trevor Lawrence, you know, next year. Um, Washington are obviously going with their young guys as well. That's why they cut AP. So, yeah, I can only see a path for him if there's an injury somewhere else. Yeah. Ironically, it could be the Falcons. That would be something, yeah. right? <laughs> you can you can quite easily see it if Todd Gurley gets injured early in the season and they need someone back in there. Freeman's a the perfect guy, right? Yeah, true. Paul, Freeman, someone you have any interest in Dynasty or just staying away? I think it just depends. If your league's deep enough, then if you can afford the roster spot, sure. Yeah. You know, but I, okay. only three. Last player I wanted to just Sorry, John. I was going to say, bear, bear in mind, you know, he he wasn't amazing last year. You know, he, he obviously he did well in bits and pieces of the season, but 
you can see he's clearly in a bit of a decline. So now you're you've got a declining running back in a you know potentially not a great situation. So yeah, it's one of those if you've got the bench space and the you, know, you can you can stash him and fair enough, but it wouldn't be a priority. Yeah, I'd, you know, I'd rather have Antonio Brown on my bench. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> right, and, and he's he's suspended for the first eight games, but you know. No, but there's upside, right? And there's yeah, not exactly. tires there as well. As much as he's getting old, he's, he's so much he hasn't played. Yeah. Well, speaking of AB and suspensions, it seems Antonio Callaway's found himself at the Dolphins on their practice squad. I think they're saying it could be a three-game ban. So, you know, a player who had high upside coming out of college, but also issues coming out of college. So, yep, there's um, Antonio Callaway's back. Uh, Josh, Josh Gordon is back, yep, with the Seahawks. Um, you know, player that I think we all root for, obviously very talented, but just can't seem to stay away from the um, marijuana. So <laughs> let's see if he can, um, you know, make a go of it this time. And, uh, I mean, if he, if he can get going, the Seahawks could be very dangerous because they've got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Obviously, you've got Greg Olson now at tight end, uh, Will Disley as well. Um, so, and then got Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde. That could be a potent offense if, you know, but there's a lot of ifs there. That's the problem with the Seahawks. I, 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 I really like the Seahawks this year. Um, could be dark horses, you know, in that, in that um, NFC. Mm. Well, we've said before just how difficult that NFC West is. Yeah. You know, it was, um, we did um we did a bit of a predictions thing um last week you know who who we would think would be the AFC championship game the NFC championship game Super Bowl and then the eventual winners mm. um well, if you guys actually had the Seahawks um to make the Super Bowl actually wow interesting because they've kind of gone under the radar they've not quite had the same hype that the likes of the Bucks and the Saints are getting you know uh-huh. in um in the NFC. Cool. Well, Last thing I just wanted to touch on then. Sorry, was, was, oh, go on. The, Cowboy, the Cowboys is the one that I think are going a little bit under the radar with Mike McCarthy there now. Yeah, true. Change of culture, change of uh, coaching, a bit more of an aggressive sort of um, in-your-face coach. So I'll see if that works with the with the Cowboys. I was going to say one player who had wanted to call out, rookie Joe Burrow, um, been having a seriously impressive training camp from all reports. Uh, I think we mentioned last week that we're all trying to get him and maybe having regrets that we haven't. Um, is that just even more heightened this week with what what you're reading? Totally. Oh, Paul, Paul, is it <laughs> yes, Chicks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. I'm, I'm actually gutted that I haven't got him in any leagues. Um. Yeah, I think I think he's he looks like he could be an absolute star. And if you're in a win now team in a dynasty, are you trading for somebody like AJ Green, given how well Joe Joe Burrow's performing? Would you give up your first, say, for AJ Green if you think that could make the difference between just making the playoffs or having a top two team? I think you need to see how he how he settles into the season, right? Is is he fit? Has he got that chemistry with Burrow? Mm. You know, he's if, been if, declared. He's been declared fit for Sunday. Yeah, that, that's thing. You know, he's he's going to start, but as in, you know, can he hold up? And when it gets to the business end, right, you don't want to start trading for him early in the season, and then you know he gets the playoffs and he can't help your team, and then you're down the first, and you know you're not getting anything for AJ Green after that. So. That's true. It's the timings, right? If you look like you're, uh, if it's right now, I think I'll be reluctant. But if it's at the end and my team's looking strong and that's just going to boost it, then yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely one of those players to keep on the radar if you're a win now team and the other owner is sort of in a rebuild. Uh, I think we've touched on AJ Green as one of those classic fits, you know, trade away your pick to a rebuilding team. Okay, I'm excited about this. So we are all going to predict um, on which team we think is going to win in the spread. Now, just for clarification, we've taken the spread from Betfair. 
which is normally pretty consistent with the likes of Vegas odds and other betting sites. Um, so I'll run through these. Mo has sent his picks in, uh, so I'll call out who Mo has picked in each. First game, opening game of the season, Chiefs hosting the Texans. Um, Chiefs minus nine. Uh, so, Paul, which way are you going there? Uh, Chiefs as well. Okay. And Chiggs? Yeah, Chiefs. Cool. Uh, and I think I'm going to be the same. I think they're going to... I think they just look so good last season um, that I think uh, they'll put on... They'll win by more than nine points against I'll the Texans. T-shirt while I watch it. What was that, sorry? My Mahomes t-shirt while I watch it. Mahomes t-shirt, indeed. Uh, and Mo has gone for the Chiefs as well, so it's one of those, we're all getting a point or we're not. Um, right, Jags hosting the Colts. Colts are a 7.5 points favourite there. Uh, Paul? Uh, are we, just to clarify this, one thing Amir didn't point out, he suggested that if, if you take anyone that's a uh, five point or more underdog and they win, you get double points, Chick. Oh, okay. Interesting. Just as a, uh, I'm still not. I'm still taking the Colts here. Yes, sorry. I should have clarified. So just to make it interesting, if you pick an outright winner for a dog that's yeah, uh, more than, sorry. More than um, five points underdog, you actually get double points for that. But then if they beat the spread, you get nothing. You actually need to pick them to win outright. I think that's quite difficult. I think we should say triple points. Personally. I think it's really difficult. Yeah? So let's go triple points then. Um, so you're going... You think Colts are going to win by uh, eight or more, Paul? Yeah. And Chiggs? Wait, sorry. So you, you, so if I've, I've got here, the Colts are seven and a half point favourites. Yeah. Uh, if I took the Jags and they they lost by three points or whatever... I would win, right? I'll get a point. You'd get a point, yeah. But if oh, you man. if you pick the Jags to win outright, and they do, you'd get three. But that only applies to any underdogs who are more than a five-point dog. Basically. Right, so they've, they've got to more than cover the spread. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah Colt, Colts for me here as well. You know. Another clean sweep. I think none of us have got... Any faith in the Jags? I mean, they just traded away Ronnie Harrison as well now, right? So a team fully in, fully in rebuild there. This is an interesting one. Patriots hosting the Dolphins. Uh, Patriots are a six and a half point favorite here. Mo has actually gone for the Dolphins. Paul, if the Dolphins were at home, I'd hunt, I'd definitely take them. Um, I think I'm going to take them anyway, actually. Go on, let's let's lock them in. Let's take the Dolphins. Just the spread, or you think they're going to win outright? No, 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 with the spread. <laughs> I don't think they're going to win at all. Jigs. I am going to go with the Patriots here. I just, first game without Tom Brady, I can just see Belichick coming out and making a statement. I'm going for the Pats as well. Um I think while I'm excited about the Dolphins this year, I can see the Pats starting well and um, yeah, winning. And actually winning by more than a touchdown, which is what we're calling here. Uh, Ravens at home against the Browns. Ravens are a seven and a half point favourite. Mo has picked the Browns here. Chigs. Ravens for me. Ravens to cover the spread. And Paul. I'm taking the Browns plus the spread. Oh, it's a tough one. I'm going to go Browns, actually. I think Browns it, normally give the Ravens a tough game. They do. I think I've gone Ravens. Just... One of those big divisional rivalries. To win by more than eight or more points. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for the Browns. So Chig's gone for the Ravens. The rest of us have gone for the Browns. Um... Falcons hosting the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are one and a half point favorite here, and Mo has actually taken the Falcons. So they think thinks either they'll win, or they'll lose by less than a point and a half. Uh, Paul, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, you guys have just talked about the Seahawks so much. I'm going to have to take the Seahawks here. 
<laughs> That's all part of the plan. <laughs> Go on, Chiggs. Uh, Seahawks for me, as much as it pains me. Copy me again. <laughs> uh, I, I'm the same. I, I think that one and a half points, I'm surprised. I thought it would have been a bit of a higher spread there. But um, yeah, I think the Seahawks take it down. I think they'll win by about a touchdown, actually. Um, this one surprised me. And we were having an offline discussion before the game, uh, before, sorry, recording. Lions are hosting the Bears, obviously divisional rivalry. Lions are favourites by three points. Jiggs, you weren't that surprised about it as I was. You, you yeah. think the Lions think the Lions will uh, win that game then? Yeah, Lions are at home. They've got Matt Stafford back. Um, I think their guy should be off the uh, COVID list right as well. They've got Galladay and Hawkinson and stuff. Bears have got some concerns around the health of David Montgomery. You know. Their, their QB situations, obviously they think they've named Trubisky the starter, but it's a pretty pretty ropey. So I can just see the Lions, you know, at home as well, just just covering that, yeah. That should be – so I'm going to go with the Lions for me. Interesting. And Paul? So you, you, you're talking me into the Lions, but I, I picked the Bears before, so I'm going to go the Bears. Yeah, I'm going for the Bears. I actually think the Bears win. Personally, it's a shame that the spread's not five or more because I would have uh, definitely gone for that one. I think the Bears win the game. Yeah, um, with the lack of fans, home field advantage sort of counts for a lot less. I think now, so I think um, the Bears and their defense will um, get through that Lions O line. So it yeah. might actually help the Chargers. You know, they haven't had fans at their games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone's on a level playing field all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, next one, Vikings are hosting the Packers. Obviously a huge, huge divisional rivalry again in the NFC North. Uh, Vikings are two and a half point favourites. Mo has picked the Packers here. Paul, which way are you going? Vikings yeah, or Packers? I'm going Packers as well. Okay. Chicks? This is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. I was initially leaning with the Packers, but I think I'm going to go the Vikings here. I think they always give Rodgers a tough time with that defense. Ah, oh, it is a tough one. It's a hard one. I'm denied a lot on this one. I mean, Vikings did have a few, a few cap issues, didn't they? And um, lost a few of their sort of defensive players. I know Xavier Rhodes left, even though he was weak. Oh, this is tough. I think I go Packers. I think I go Packers. I can see Packers actually winning that as well. AJ Dillon to score the winning touchdown. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, Panthers are hosting the Raiders. Uh, Raiders are a three-point favourite here. Mo has picked his home team, the Panthers. Uh-huh. Such a home of course. Uh, Paul, which way are you going? Taking my home team, the Raiders. One day, maybe. Good stuff. And Chiggs? Unfortunately, you're going to have to copy Paul again. Oh. <laughs> which means I'm probably going to re- regret it. <laughs> well, Mo's been talking up the coaching regime and that offense so much but it's that defense that worries me the panthers have lost a lot of players i mean they're at home not that it sort of counts for a lot i'm i'm gonna say i can't pick the raiders the divisional rival so let's go for the panthers here as well this is the thing i actually quite like the raiders um you know we talked about Derek carr being a bit of a sleeper um this year obviously with the offensive weapons he's got we all love Josh Jacobs uh, this year. Uh, it's the defensive side, I think, is where um, the Raiders actually, you know, we're taking um, Corey Littleton and uh, Nick Kwiatkowski. Like, I think their linebacking core is actually quite nice now as well. So, mm. I think I think they're they're quite solid. Abrams is back as well. Yeah, his um, injury. Yeah, uh, our division is going to be tough. That AFC West is going to be hard. Um, I mean, the Chargers have lost um, their safety. What's his name? Erwin James is out, right? Yeah. That's a big loss. 
Chargers have lost Derwin James at safety, which is going to be a big loss for them. And they've got a transitional QB, but I think it's going to be a tough division. But then again, Panthers, um, let's see what the new coaching staff have got. I'm banking on run CMC. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the Bills at home against the Jets. Um, Bills are a six-and-a-half-point favourite. Guys, this is your opportunity to get three points and go for the Jets outright. So, uh, Paul, are you, are you going for the Jets outright? Absolutely won't get three points. <laughs> That's just that's just a loss locked in. No, uh, Bills for me, please. So you think they're going to win by seven or more? Yeah. And uh, Chiggs? You know I'm not backing Adam Gase. <laughs> Definitely the Bills. Yeah. The, the Jets led by Frank Gore. I just can't see him. I, I can see him getting... I can see Sam Darnold seeing ghosts again this weekend. Um, yeah, Bills as well. I've, I've had to go for the Bills. Right, so the Eagles against the football team from Washington. Eagles at home as six-point favourites. Mo has actually picked Washington, possibly Ooh. on the strength of their defence here. Uh, Chiggs, which way are you going? Eagles for me. Eagles, Man, are you worried, about, are you worried about the lack of receivers at the Eagles? I mean, there was a lack of receivers last year, and they still got it done. I think, you know, you've got Zaka, Dallas Goddard. They're playing a team that doesn't have a name. <laughs> they do. They're called the football team. <laughs> it's the worst team and the worst like <laughs> yeah. I think for that reason alone, you know, they need to be uh, not picked. But I'm not backing them for anything until they change their name. <laughs> it's just Mo then. I'm going Eagles as well. I think they'll cover the spread. Um, as good as Washington's defense is, I think Goddard and Ertz are going to be a bit of a matchup problem. And actually... Goddard is probably someone I'll be looking at in DFS, depending on the price, given the lack of receivers and just how expensive Ertz will be. But I can see Goddard getting eight targets or so in that game, and uh, that could that could easily be a touchdown, maybe even two touchdowns. So um, one to look out for in DFS. Uh, right, so the rejuvenated Bengals under the guise of... Uh, Joe Burrow now will be hosting the Chargers. Chargers are a favourite by three and a half points. Mo actually picks the Bengals here. Paul, which way are you going? Uh, I think the Chargers get it done. Think the Chargers cover? Yeah, I think yeah, later in the season, the Bengals are going to be a different team, but I think it, uh, that first game out. Yeah. Chicks? I'm actually going with the Bengals. I'm buying into the Joe Burrow hype, I think. Do you think uh, they win outright or just cover the spread? I think they win outright. At home, there's a lot of optimism around that team. Um, yeah. It's just whether they, you know, we know their first rounder, that Jonah Williams is back. Um, you know, so Burrow will have a bit of protection. That was one of the worst defences last year. So they really need to sort of up their game on on defense uh this is a tricky one i think the Chargers win but i think the bengals will cover the spread actually so i'm going to go for the bengals on the spread um 49ers hosting the cardinals with new copkins 49ers at home are a seven point favorite it's the second biggest well third biggest spread of the entire weekend um chicks 49ers or cardinals I'll go it's a tricky one I'm actually going to go the Cardinals I think think the 49ers win but I don't think they cover the spread yeah and Mo's gone that way as well actually Paul? I'm the same I'm just debating whether I take the Cardinals to uh, win it uh, outright I, I was mulling over that as well to be honest yeah Go on, let's do it. Let's see, let's see what happens. You're going Cardinals to win outright, yeah? Yeah. Okay, i mark that. 49ers and that defense. No, I think seven points is a big spread, and Cardinals actually gave them two yeah. good games last year. Mm-hmm. So, so we're all picking the Cardinals, but Paul is picking them to win outright. So, uh, interesting. I still want to copy. Now the matchup, I think everyone's been looking forward to since they announced the fixtures. Amazing. The the two of the greatest of all times. 
Saints led by Drew Brees at home hosting the Bucks now led by Tom Brady. Uh, Saints are a favourites by three and a half points. Mo has taken the Bucks here to cover the spread. Uh, Chiggs, which way are you going? Saints. I think the Saints cover the spread. Yeah. Uh, Paul? I'm taking the Bucks just because I want to support them or I want to cheer for them. Yeah, I'm not sure I, I think... really believe this one, but I, I, it's the way I want to go. I think it'll be a good game, actually. Uh, two good offences, two good defences. It's going to be very intriguing. We know the Bucks have got one of the best, in fact, last year, the number one ranked run defence you know, in the league. So if anyone's going to stop Kamara and uh, Latavius, then the Bucks are amongst the best teams to do it. That said, though, with Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Michael Thomas as well, I just fancy the Saints to win and cover the spread. I can see them winning by like a touchdown. But I think it'll be a bit of a seesaw game. So I'm picking the Saints with Chigs. Um, right, next up in the new SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, the Rams opening up the stadium and playing the Cowboys. So the Cowboys are visiting LA. Cowboys are a three-point favorite. I think we discussed in detail earlier on about the Rams in a cap issue, some of the rebuild, some of the players that they've lost. I know you mentioned Corey Littleton there earlier, Chiggs. Um, so, Mo thinks Cowboys to win by um, more than three, so to cover the spread. Paul, which way are you going? Yeah, Cowboys as well. Yeah, Chiggs? Yeah, same for me. Really liking the Cowboys this year. Yeah, likewise. Um, I know with the Rams... You know, you've got Cup and Robert Woods. Been hearing good things about Van Jefferson. You've got Cam Akers. I think Malcolm Brown's going to actually have the first carry, it seems, for the Rams. But I think Cowboys are going to be a sneaky good team this year. Probably not a pop popular statement, but I think they'll cover the spread. So we're all in unison there. Uh, next up then, uh, Giants are hosting the Steelers. Uh, we know Giants are going to be missing Golden Tate. Well, it seems very likely. So one of the sort of three big receivers is missing. Steelers as a five and a half point favorite here. Paul, you going Giants or Steelers? Um, I don't like the spread here. I find this one. Really, I find this one the hardest one to call actually. Um, I'm going to go Giants. I think the Giants. Okay, interesting. Chicks. I think I'm going to have to go with the Steelers here. Yeah, for me, the Giants' defense just worries me. Um, and Steelers, as we said earlier, one of the best defenses, um, one of the best sets of linebackers uh, and defensive line. I think you know they're one of the best teams to be in a position to stop someone like Saquon Barkley. So... I think Steelers win with Big Ben. I think they actually put on a bit of a statement here and maybe even win by like two touchdowns, personally. Uh, right, last game uh, to round off week one. My beloved Broncos. It looks like the tightest spread amongst all the games, actually. Uh, they're hosting the Titans, and the Titans are a one-point favorite here. Uh, Mo has picked the Titans to win by more than one to cover the spread. Chigs, which way are you going here? Gonna go with the Titans as well. Mm. Paul? I'm afraid I am too. Mm. I, I, I think I have to pick the Broncos here. Um, hope we can stop Derrick Henry because last season, uh, was it the year before, he ran an absolute riot. And uh, so with Todd Davis gone as well, hopefully. Baron Johnson or whoever, Calitro, whoever plays there can stop Derrick Henry. So it's going to be a tight game, though. It's going to be a very tight game. Uh, so so. What, I've got another suggestion as well. Before we finish this, I think we should have a pick the highest, a point for whoever can pick the highest points total and the lowest points total. In 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 all of these games? Just over, just over all the games, whichever is the highest points and the lowest points. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. So, which one do you think will be the highest, Paul? I'll just highlight them. Um, uh, uh, KC, the Kansas City. KC? Yeah. Jigs? I'm going to go with 
be Giants. No, sorry, the Rams Cowboys. To have the highest uh, aggregate yeah. points. Oh, God, this is tough. I'm sort of on the spot here. Yeah. I'm going to go 49ers Cardinals. I think that could be a good game. Uh, and then lowest points total of the week, Paul. Uh, it's got to be Jets Bills, isn't it? Jets Bills. <laughs> I think the over under is officially six. Jigs. Mm. <laughs> lowest scoring game. Lions Bears. That's where I was thinking as well. Lions Bears. Hmm. Ravens, Browns. No, uh, I'm gonna go. I think the Lions and Bears will be pretty low scoring as well. So we'll go with that, and we'll get uh, highest and lowest from Mo as well. So, I think uh, she's looking at the. I think the Vegas odds. Cowboys, Rams is 52 over under. Wow. Texans, Chiefs is 53 and a half over under. So yeah, I think. That's the highest aggregate, I think. Lowest looks to be Dolphins Patriots at 43. Bills and Jets, 40. Bears and Lions are... Titans and Broncos, 41. Bears and Lions, 44. Yeah. Pretty much in line. I can see the Broncos-Titans being a low-scoring game, to be honest, mm. as well. So, uh, yeah, to be honest, you know, by the time this comes out, two or maybe even one day until the football season starts, I think after what's happened in 2020, we all kind of need <laughs> need this. Uh, <laughs> I know it coincides with the Premier League season starting, but it's almost making me not even care much about the Premier League season with the NFL season starting. I'm just Are you so guys going to be um, staying up Thursday night to watch some of the uh, opening game? Or... Yep, certainly am. Chiefs Texans, I think I have to, yeah. especially now that we're all working at home as well. I've actually got um, Friday off as well, so uh, I think I'll. Yeah, for that oh, very nice. No, yeah. I'm actually um, driving up to the Cotswolds on uh, on Friday, but um, you know, it gives me a good excuse Thursday night to watch a bit of uh, football. Yeah, awesome. All right, excellent. Well, that's been episode 32. Um, Said, so think. W- all of us are glad that the football season's back and next week and going onwards we'll be breaking down the fantasy um, impacts uh, of some of the key performances the, the the surprises the disappointments the breakout players and of course we'll be uh, discussing the spread as well on the week two fixtures so thanks for joining it's been episode 32 that's goodbye from me jigs see you folks and paul enjoy the season guys